surprising, wonderful conclusion. We began this compilation asking questions about the origins of ancient technologies, pagan gods, and even the strange myths of half-human and half-animal creatures. Also addressed are such modern beliefs as angels, UFOs, and of course the question, are we alone? We went on to doubtlessly establish there's a trans-dimensional realm or dimension existing all around us, proven not only by science but the many supernatural events which have transpired throughout history and continue to occur nationally and, of course, personally, as in my life. Again, being personal witness to countless of these miraculous trans-dimensional events renders me no option but to accept those the trans-dimensional realm as very real. Those experiences, coupled with an honest observation of the world, has driven me to conclude there are both good and evil beings operating in that dimension, both sporting very real agendas. We also established the Bible is indeed a very unique and special book, considering the impossible Bible codes embedded, not to mention the amazing ancient science which should not have been that should not have been known until our modern times. Topping that are the prophecies, many of which have come to fruition, which could not have been accomplished by mere humans. We went on to investigate the manipulation of the Bible canon by one seeking to hide and bury the truth of ages past, specifically the record of the relationships between the transdimensionals and us humans. A naive and hapless humanity, having been coerced into accepting such absurdly ridiculous nonsense as evolution, babies in the womb not being human, and blatant sodomy as normal, is strong evidence of outside mental manipulation. Besides, what better way to hide their existence than to convince humanity we evolved from nothing, well, them actually, but somehow miraculously ended up on top? Well, we went on to investigate insane behavior of our nation and peoples and asked why. The insane behavior and obvious insanity only makes sense when we understand our leaders, both politically and religiously, are mere puppets of transdimensional puppet masters which hate humanity and most of all modern Israel. They know modern Israel or the Western nations have been ordained to lead humanity to Yahweh and salvation. That's why the actions of our leaders look so insane. Most believe our leaders are on our side and are looking out for our best interests, which they most certainly are not. These ancient entities are sporting forgotten, at least by humans, agendas and have been covertly manipulating humanity while going to great lengths to hide that ability, not to mention their existence. Fortunately for us, they've left their footprints and fingerprints literally everywhere for anyone willing to take an honest look. The good news is the creators have had a plan for their human creation or their children from the beginning and have not or will not deviate from it. That plan, according to the outline they've given us, spans some 8,000 years and ends up in a happy and eternal spirit family with endless possibilities to pursue our grandest desires and talents. In fact, the universe will be our playground forever, literally. But to be part of that glorious plan to become eternal children in our Creator's family, there are a couple small conditions. You see, one thing that cannot be forced is real love and respect. If forced, it's not real. Love and respect for our Creator's first and each other's second must be uncoerced, an uncoerced choice in order to be true. And considering talk is cheap, that choice must be fought for to be 100% authentic. 
In fact, that's the whole point of the Creator allowing the evil one or the puppet masters to come into being. The problem is, our Creators will not and cannot sentence their eternal children to an eternity of bickering and fighting. Due to the fact the angels were created immortal spirits by choosing to follow or embrace the Creator's Torah of love or not, they would be permanently be locked into that good, that choice of good or evil. The scriptures tell us one-third of them chose to be adversaries or Satans. On the other hand, we purposely were created physical, so we, if we chose badly, we simply returned to the dirt from whence we were created, i.e. dust to dust. Unfortunately, due to the dragon and her cohorts being spirit and choosing to rebel, they are permanently locked into that evil choice, apparently are unable to repent. And according to Revelation 20, they have doomed themselves to the lake of fire. But the great news we find pointed out in a few scriptures, such as Ezekiel 37 and Revelation 19, is that even if we choose badly, knowingly or not, we will be given a second chance to choose correctly after being resurrected. Talk about our Creator's amazing love and mercy. In the meantime, it seems our Creator has sent a just instrument of punishment called Nemesis. It seems we, as a world, have reached the bottom of the barrel of decadence, especially after murdering almost a billion and a half babies. Yes, the creators have noticed, and yes, they do care. A quick look at history shows the creator's response to such evil with the all but eradication of Egypt after throwing all those babies in the river. But because retribution took about a hundred years to metastasize, they thought they'd gotten away with the murder of those babies. To understand the big picture, we need to incorporate the spiritual time continuum shown to us in 1 Peter 3.8, where we're told that one day in that realm is comparable to a thousand years in this one. Understanding that 100 years for retribution for evil to arrive was actually rather swift from the spirit perspective. We can say Egypt's devastation or punishment was an isolated event, considering the Egyptians were very pagan, which means, again, very many gods. But if we jump forward to the first century, we find the Edomian king of Judea, Herod, the king of Judea, called for the murdering of all the baby boys two years old and younger due to a rumor that a baby boy had, born, had been born who would replace him as king of Judea, and Herod was desperate to stop him. With that in mind, Josephus, a first century eyewitness historian, wrote of how he stood with the Roman Empire Vespasian, overlooking Jerusalem after he had destroyed it, as he marveled as how you could not tell a city had ever been there. Again, just like ancient Egypt, Jerusalem was leveled for the murder of the Hebrew babies. An ancient parallel book of Genesis, which was once a part of the Old Testament canon, related a conversation between the angel or messenger of Yahweh and Moses of how he was requiring 1,000 Egyptian lives for every one Israelite baby thrown in the river. We don't know exactly how that equates to our modern world, but if ap applicable, which I absolutely believe it is, it would mean the death of the majority of humanity and the destruction of most of the world as well. Malachi 3 tells us Yahweh does not change, so it's a good bet that conclusion's about right. The good news is that will not be the end of humanity or the world, but the beginning of a glorious new one. Only this time, at least in the New Eden, which is the spiritual fulfillment of the ancient promised land of Israel, evil will not be allowed to exist and or proliferate there. 
Unfortunately, the socialists, i.e. communists, controlled by the spirit puppet masters, are promising us their illicit utopia with their new world order counterfeit. But that whole globalist plan is about to come to a screeching halt. According to the Levitical feast outline, along with the heavenly signs, the Revelation 12 sign of the woman having come in real time, and the solar eclipses, the countdown to the destruction of the globalist plans began in 2017. The countdown was initiated with the announcement of the fall harvest season, that is of mankind, by the trumpet king, i.e. Donald Trump. That's why he was so viciously attacked virtually daily for almost five years. But as we see all through the Bible, names are used as prophecies and teachings, just as Donald Trump's name was. Donald Trump, which literally means ruling trumpet, his miraculous win of the presidency in 2017 was a major sign which was reinforced by the soon-to-follow heavenly signs. The first was the solar eclipse in August of 2017. Solar eclipses have always been seen as harbingers of coming destruction, as was seen after the one crossed the heart of Europe just before World War I and the Spanish flu epidemic. The second heavenly sign was Revelation 12, sign of the woman was seen exactly during the Feast of Trumpets in September of 2017. That was proof positive that Donald Trump was the announcement of the Feast of Trumpets and the beginning of the fall harvest season in real time. You see, according to all the astronomers I've heard, that alignment, that is Virgo having 12 stars over her head, three of them had to be planets, was impossible according to the natural motions of the planets. But that alignment is the announcement of the impending arrival of the dragon, that is the nemesis star system, solar system, to destroy the woman, that is the elect, who is then given two wings of a great eagle to fight a place of safety for three and a half years, until the arrival of atonement in real time. Atonement then is a day commemorating the great humbling of the world when the world has been brought to its knees by Nemesis. The glorious future awaiting us is pictured by the next feast after Atonement. That feast is called the Feast of Tabernacles, which is a picture of the new promised land or what I've dubbed the New Eden. The physical promised land they entered in ancient times was just a physical type of the real one to come. For all the details of the New Eden, see the Grand Transdimensional Delusion. But just to give a brief overview, it'll be a place of complete provision and supernatural protection. Also, we're told there will be no sickness or disease. But the most amazing of it all, no death. Since death is the price for sin, which will not be allowed to dwell there, death is eliminated. Plus, the traditional creator ordained marriage and family will also be restored. It will literally be the birthplace for the Creator's eternal spirit family, the proverbial utopia.